Hi, this is Liz Tinkham, and welcome to Third Act, a podcast about people embracing the third act of their lives with a new sense of purpose and direction. The third act begins when your script ends, but your show's not finished. So hello, everyone, and welcome to what I'm calling the 60th episode recap show. I'm joined today by my producers, Lexi Banks and Evelyn Wong, and we're going to have a quick discussion about what we've learned from the guests so far, some of the highlights and maybe a low light or two, and where we're headed with the third act. So first, I want them to introduce themselves. So Lexi, give us a little bit of your background. My name is Lexi Banks. I am the marketing manager for Athena Alliance, which is the community for top executive women where they can get access to the learning opportunities and networking to propel their career journeys forward. I currently work remotely in Morocco, but I'm originally from Oregon. Okay. And Evelyn, give us your background as the other producer of the show. Yeah, I'm also a co-producer of Third Act. I'm currently at the University of Washington studying information systems and marketing. So Lexi, you've produced every episode of the Third Act and we're obviously 60 in. So as you think about that, you know, which of our guests has really influenced your life and, and why? What have you taken away? Well, I really love the stories of people who are doing something kind of unconventional. I, I mean, I guess that's most of your guests, but I think there's been a lot of lessons that I can apply to my life now, even though I'm a millennial and and still very much in the second act. For example, the recent episode with Shelley Brunswick launching the Space Foundation was really interesting to me because she found a new take on what she was already doing. So finding that next level of impact in her current space. Jamie Hunt (laughs) taking on the spirits industry and blending Amaro was so fun. And even Rhonda Mims, it was really interesting because I know a lot about her as an Athena member, about her executive career, but hearing what she's doing, expanding her impact, impacting, getting into documentaries was so fun. And stories of people who are pushing themselves to the limits, like uh, Jerry Palmer walking across the United States. That was so inspiring to me. It was so inspiring. So Evelyn, interestingly, I at the end of the year, I downloaded my Spotify stats and I have quite a few folks who are in their early 20s. I think that's probably because I'm a professor at the University of Washington. The Gen Zers were not necessarily my target audience, but I have some. So what do you take away? Like what are some of the things you've learned? Yeah, I definitely really enjoyed a lot of the episodes kind of keyed towards feminism and just like, you know, evening out that playing field. So particularly with um, Eva Helen, she really recognized that continued gender disparity that's going on. And she really just took those steps to remedy it, especially in that tech area, as well as um, episodes like Donna Render, which is she really had a focus on empowering the younger generation. Once again, like in that predominantly male space. I just thought that those episodes were really meaningful. And I think that even though a lot of these guests are a lot farther ahead than, you know, us in in college or whatever, there are a lot of fantastic lessons to learn and to keep in mind as, you know, you are forging through college or even as a young professional, you can definitely just like continue looking ahead. And it's something that I'm not usually thinking about as I'm very focused on just like immediate short-term stuff sometimes. There have been so many episodes that kind of dance around this topic of aging and age discrimination. What has been your takeaway from those conversations? You know, so I've interviewed what Chip Conley, Michael Clinton, Bradley Sherman, Stella Lupashore, Laurie Trowinski, and they've all talked about some work that they've been doing. What I take away is that there's definitely age discrimination that's out there, but because the demographics of Western countries in particular 
are changing so much to be skewed towards older age, I do believe things are going to change. And all those guests talk about it, right? Particularly the three gentlemen who have written books on it. And there's more companies that are, are employing older folks. They're making things more accessible for them. I think coming out of this sort of great resignation that's been um, coming out of the pandemic, we're going to see more and more people stay in the workforce or go back into the workforce. So I actually think it's a really good time to get a little bit older because I think there's more recognition that the world isn't just for 15 to 30 year olds, right? And there's going to be more advertising targeted at older people because the, the age group is so much bigger than the younger ages. And I think we're going to see more work written on it, et cetera. So I, I think it was good. I don't know if, if either of you had an opinion on it or. I've heard about, you know, the concept of, of ageism in the workforce. And I feel like though it wasn't particularly relevant at, at this moment in time, it's always been something that I've wanted to learn more about just, just to, you know, like open up conversations around that because it's something that I can empathize with usually discrimination in the workplace wise, we focus on, you know, like gender, ethnicity, et cetera. But it's definitely a very, very important conversation to have, particularly because your age shouldn't discount you from the new skills you can learn and like all the experience that you can still like transfer and apply to a role. Lexi, you're in your second act. So as you, I mean, what lessons have you learned as you think about going forward into your third act, which may still be a few years off? I think you got to get back to the United States at least first, right? Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> well, I am, despite not being in the U.S., already trying to plan ahead. And I think what resonated most with me from these episodes is that feeling of, like, I can do more. I can make a bigger impact in this area. And the lesson I'm taking away, or I guess my key learning, is identifying those things now and even if I'm in a place where I don't have the time, treasure, or talent to be pursuing these things and actually making the full impact that I envision, I should be laying the groundwork and identifying these opportunities now. I think what's really important about listening to Third Act and, and just keeping that really long-term mindset is something that I really hadn't thought about at all. I think in general, when you're a college student, you're focused really, really on short-term gratification. Like, what am I going to do straight out of college, you know? And what am I going to do for my next midterm coming up or my next final? But I think that with Third Act continuing to just, you know, be involved and listening to these stories, it makes me realize, you know, I have an entire life ahead of me. I have so, so much that I can do and fulfill and pursue. And it's not just the next like five, 10 years that are going to define the rest of my life. And that's something that I personally, as a, like a very risk averse person, it gives me a lot of comfort knowing that just because I know that despite whatever may happen just in my second act, there's still so many opportunities and things that I can figure out that I'm passionate about in my third. Yeah. And you've, we had guests like Lori Terwinski, right? Who started off, she was an economist, then she went to become a comedian, which is just so interesting, right? And then she went back to working for ARP and eventually she wants to be a park ranger. I mean, if you those are the most four most diverse things I can possibly you know, sort of think about, but it gives you an idea that you can kind of string those things together. Some of these people, whether it's members like Rhonda Mims or Kim Alexis Newton or even Coco, who founded Athena, hearing some of the stories behind what I know has happened, some of the stories behind the success that we see at the end. Because, of course, we see, oh, wow, they created this organization. They did this thing. But what struggles did they go over to get there? When did they feel like they failed? 
I think all those were the moments that really stuck out for me. Lots of stories about failure across all of them, but then again, the resilience coming out of that. What about your third act? Have you figured it out yet, Liz? (laughs) Well, I'm working on it. You know, the third act has sort of turned into this podcast in some ways, but the key thing that I've always talked about is wanting to do something with my husband because when I was in my second act, I was so busy and we didn't get that much chance to spend tons of time together. And I sometimes feel like as a woman in business with kids, you kind of take for granted your husband in some ways. And so since I retired, I've been really focused on making sure we do everything sort of together. And we are pursuing a board of a pretty strategic charity here in the Pacific Northwest where we would work on it together. And I, you know, I'm inspired by Tim Breen, by Steve Wilcox, by Andrea Hughes, by a number of my guests who have gone on to do that kind of work. Um, Catherine Lace, Lucy did the Solar Sisters, et cetera. So hopefully that's going to work out this year. So maybe when we do like our hundredth episode recap or something, I'll have something to announce, but that would be really fun to take what we know sort of our brains and to apply it to some broader sense of good. All right. So I want to ask you, as we think going forward, we've done 60 episodes, we're marching towards a hundred. Who would be some of your favorite guests to have? Lexi, who would you like to see on the show? I want to talk to Martha Stewart about her jail act. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm not sure she'd consider that her third act and, but okay. Cause she's had, she's done so much more. I saw she was getting into the cannabis gummy bears. Yeah. I'm not sure which act it is for her, but I want to hear about them all and how she sees them all tying together. What is her why? (laughs) Yeah, no, she would be fascinated and talk about resilient talk about resilient. What about you, Evelyn? Who'd you like to see on the show? Ooh, dream guest would definitely either be, I think, Simu Liu, the current, uh, the actor that was um, playing Shang-Chi in the recent Marvel movie. He was, I know that he's really young, but he was like briefly at Deloitte. And I think it's so interesting how he pivoted from Deloitte to being like a Marvel, like main <laughs> character. I just thought that was so cool. I'd love to hear about that. Um, even though he is like, you know, younger than the Okay, regular. producer, you gotta, you gotta get him on the show. Oh yeah. All you right. know me. I'm, can I <laughs> Yeah, you it? go no. for it. <laughs> just DM him. Slip into his DMs. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, I also just think he's so, he's just, I love his acting. I love like what he stood for in the Shang-Chi movie. I watched that movie so many times and cried every single time. <laughs> um, but I also think Robert Downey Jr. would be fantastic. Like in that same vein, because I know, I remember he had like a really harsh growing up, you know, with addiction and that sort of thing. By the way, he pulled himself out of that and managed to become just kind of like the face of Marvel insanity. Like that's truly such an inspiring story. So those are kind of. Yeah. And, you know, I just heard him on Pivot, which is one of my favorite podcasts with Scott Galloway and Kara Swisher. And he is producing now and he's directing and producing movies. And he's also a huge fan of theirs and they're really into tech. So I think he's gotten into tech investing. I totally agree with you, Evelyn. It's so funny because I just heard him and I thought, what an inspiring story given everything that's happened to him. I think he was in jail at one point too. We got kind of a jail theme going here actually. So (laughs) how people have come out of jail and and, uh, come back. So... As I think about going forward, you know, we were kind of rolling around in this earlier that I'd love to see Hillary Clinton, you know, what do you do after you lose, 
you know, probably her sixth act, but uh, being the president of the United States, what do you go on to do? And she has a podcast. She's doing some interesting things. Love to have her on the show. Ginny Rometty, who used to be the chairman and CEO of IBM, she stepped down a couple of years ago. You know, she's doing some bigger boards, but I haven't really seen her surface quite to see what she's doing. So uh, lots of interesting guests. If we can, um, YouTube producers can work on getting those folks on. Let's do it. <laughs> Evelyn, as we think about all the ones that you've edited and thought about any favorite episodes? I think my favorite episode would have to be the May Lee episode. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that she was one of the most just relatable for me as, you know, um, an Asian American woman. And what she shared about AAPI was just really meaningful to me. It really deeply resonated. And I feel that sharing that perspective and and kind of like being able to publicize that aspect of current events was just something that kind of deeply affected me because at the time it, it was as well. So I'm really glad that we had her on the show. I was driving when I was originally talking to her and I was so struck by her story and I was kind of in a hurry, but I, I had to pull over on the road and got out a piece of paper because I'm pretty good at memory, but I'm like writing it all down thinking because it was just so compelling and I loved, loved, loved interviewing her. What about you, Lexi? Any favorite episodes of yours? I had a lot of favorite episodes, but one favorite moment, I guess I haven't mentioned yet, was um, Chris Peterson, the head the former head coach of UW football talking about the life scoreboard and society's scoreboard. I think that was really an impactful lesson that everyone can apply to their lives. And I really did enjoy his episode. It probably was one of my top favorites that I haven't mentioned. I loved talking to Gosh, Jerry Palmer, you know, maybe I was so shocked by what he said about walking across the United States and just the way that he phrased all of that and the kindness of strangers. I thought his story was very impactful. Dominique Mill, who who had the crush on her Stanford professor, and that's how she got into the type of uh, banking and uh, finance work she was doing, I thought was just hilarious. Stella Lupashore, who, you know, got into tech because she had studied or no, got into HR because she knew tech in Russia and they put her on the SAP HR module because she was the gal. <laughs> I thought that was just like, what? But she's end up, you know, really making hay out of that. And, you know, there's just so many great moments from so many of the episodes. I just feel really blessed that I'm able to do this. So thank you all to all of our listeners for staying with the show. If you'd like this podcast, please go out and rate it on your favorite platform and more to come. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you, Evelyn. Thanks for joining me today to listen to the Third Act Podcast. You can find show notes, guest bios, and more at thirdactpodcast.com. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and write a review on your favorite podcast platform. I'm your host, Liz Tinkham. I'll be back next week with another guest who's found new meaning and fulfillment in the third act of their life.